Well, thank you for joining us. And I uh, wanted just to share about our ministry. And uh, I'm privileged to serve as the pastor of Reformation uh, Bible Church in Lilongwe, Malawi. And Reformation is a name we adopted because that's what we're trusting uh, to see God doing in Malawi. So this is why we call ourselves uh, Reformation uh, Bible Church. I hope this... Oh, okay. Okay, so just an overview about our ministry. I'll try to also let other people speak uh, from our church. So there's different ministries that uh, we do at our church that should give you a picture of what Reformation is uh, about. But also there's another piece that I I did not include here, that is to say, we are also involved uh, with uh, training uh, pastors. So there's a school that is affiliated to the Master's Academy International. So we are affiliated with uh, TMS, and we, the school is called Central African Preaching Academy, where I serve there also as uh, a faculty. So... Okay, let's see. Am I doing something wrong here? Okay, so about our church. So the church was actually uh, planted in 2015. So it used to be a Bible study that was started by a missionary from uh, Florida. He was uh, a Baptist uh, missionary. And uh, by this time, I've just skipped some uh, 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 gaps, but I uh, thought maybe it would be helpful. Vanessa and I were both born in Malawi, but we grew up in South Africa. So our parents were living and working uh, in South Africa. So we both grew up in South Africa. We got saved in uh, South Africa. And um, when we got uh, saved in uh, South Africa, the Lord just placed a burden upon uh, our hearts that uh, we should return to our country of uh, uh, birth. And uh, it was only after we had uh, graduated from a seminary, after I had graduated from seminary, that is in South Africa, in 2010, there's one thing that I realized uh, about uh, seminary graduates, that uh, a lot of the seminary graduates, when they graduate, they were going to church, uh, to plant churches, or they were going to uh, pastor churches. But for some reason, I felt like I wasn't ready to pastor a church. I felt like I needed to be discipled. I needed uh, to learn how church uh, works. And uh, in God's providence, I happened to meet another pastor who had gone to the master's seminary in Pretoria, uh, South Africa, by the name of uh, Joshua Mack. You may not know Joshua Mack, but some of you may know his father. His father actually is a renowned biblical counselor, Wayne Mack. Some of you maybe may have read his books. Dr. Wayne Mack's son, Joshua Mack, and I were in a church together in Pretoria, and this is a church that sent my family and I to Malawi in 2014. So we moved to Malawi in uh, 2014 with a specific purpose of planting a church. 
And the reason we left South Africa is because, and this is another maybe interesting detail that uh, you will find it uh, interesting. In South Africa, this is the largest, uh, South Africa is the largest uh, representation of TMS graduates per capita in the world. Not even in, in the world. We have close to 50 TMS graduates in South Africa. So I was in South Africa, I was comfortable in South Africa, but I realized that uh, compared to South Africa to Malawi, there's a huge need in Malawi. So I spoke uh, to uh, our pastor and thankfully he affirmed that uh, uh, desire for us to move to uh, Malawi. By that time, there were only two, no, there's actually only one TMS graduate in Malawi. Uh, Brian Bederberg, and he was pastoring a church there, and they started a training uh, center. And there's also another uh, friend of uh, ours who had gone not to TMS, but to a seminary where also I was trained in South Africa. That is a Christ seminary where we were trained by men from uh, TMS. So with Brian Bederberg and his other brother, as I was moving to Malawi, I approached them both and I said, I want to come to Malawi to plant the church. And both of them said, no, come to our church. So Brian said, I must go to this church. This brother said, I must go to this church. And so those were our two options, but we had the third option. The third option was for us to, to plant a church uh, from uh, scratch. But we looked at the needs. Uh, the other church that was pastored by TMS graduate, it was, I would say, a well-established church. There was... Um, you know, uh, leadership in the church. But the church that was pastored by a Malawian friend, he was just a lone elder. It was a small church. So I thought it made sense for me just to go with him so we can strengthen uh, the work uh, there. So I joined this uh, friend of uh, mine when we just moved in August of 2014. So we joined uh, this uh, church. And as we joined this church, we just were diving into uh, the work. And there was a Bible study that was led by this uh, missionary pastor I mentioned in another area to where we were. So this man and his family were like a church plant. He had 10 children. And he invited me to teach at the Bible study. And uh, I taught there and went home to his house just to talk, to get to know each other. And I remember, I'm like, mm, this guy is so weird. He had some weird uh, ideas, and I'm like, hmm, this guy. <laughs> but interesting enough, he kept inviting me to go and teach. I'm like, okay. Now, I was trying to make it clear to him, I don't think we can work uh, uh, together, because we also had some uh, doctrinal uh, differences. So, surprising enough again, he kept inviting me and he said, Newton, I realize you have some differences, but I believe that you'll be the right man to take this work forward. Now, remember, I moved to Malawi to, to, for a church plant. So, I consulted some uh, people that knew us and people that had worked uh, uh, with him before. One of them, you may know him, uh, is Conrad Mbewe in Zambia. So I reached out to Conrad Mbewe and he gave me a thumbs up. I reached out to our sending pastor in Pretoria, Josh Mark. 
about the possibility of me going to this uh, Bible study. Everybody gave me thumbs up. So I went there and he said, I realize that we have differences, but you will take, you will lead the theological direction of this uh, church. I'm like, okay. I accepted this in 2015, March. So I'm like, okay. It was myself, my wife, his family, and we had two other people that were coming to the Bible study. So I'm like, oh, this is a good core team. We have a good group to start a church plant because it was just a Bible study. But a week later, after he asked me to lead, he came to me and says, going back to the States. He's moving back. So it was just my wife and I and those two other people who remained. But we just started, uh, you know, teaching uh, God's word, started uh, evangelizing. We're next to a, a teacher's training college. So every Saturday as a church, we just go there, uh, uh, share the gospel. And the Lord just uh, started slowly to... Uh, uh, grow uh, the work. So yeah, we started in uh, uh, 2015. We're just meeting in a tiny uh, house whereby there are times where if we are seven, it really felt like a mega church. <laughs> but that's just how the Lord began to grow the work uh, slowly. So we have experienced slow but steady uh, growth, which is also something that you need to realize from where we come from, if you're going to just stand up in front and open God's word, for most part, growth of the church, at least in numerical growth, will be painfully slow because we're ministering to people that want quick answers. They want quick fixes. And this is why those that are propagating the health and wealth, prosperity gospel, it's easy for them to attract uh, uh, the masses. But however, the Lord has continued to uh, grow the work and after uh, two years, we're able to uh, get a piece of uh, uh, land that uh, we pitched a, a tent. It was challenging to be on the tent because we had even some members that uh, months like this, October, November, is super hot where we come from. Some people don't even come to church because of the uh, heat. But in God's kindness, last year, we're able to uh, have uh, a church building. It's a modest uh, church building that we are thankful that uh, we have. And I believe uh, EBC also did uh, uh, contribute uh, to something uh, towards uh, uh, that. So we are thankful for, uh, for that. So I just wanted to take you through some of the ministries so that I don't do all the talking. So that is uh, our, our family there. I have the privilege of serving with other uh, elders. So on the left, this is uh, uh, Peter Kulujili. Uh, he's one of the elders. On the right is uh, Emmanuel Mpeni. Emmanuel Mpeni was, was trained at the same place where I was trained, at Christ uh, Seminary. And um, you hear from him towards the end because our church, as small as we may be, we already have plans to plant another church in the coming uh, year. And we, we are trusting that Emmanuel will be the one who's going to go out and lead uh, the uh, church uh, plant. So we also have our, our deacons. We have uh, Hastings, uh, Temani, Promise, and uh, Felix uh, Angus. And uh, the joy of our, our church is, I mentioned when we started, it was just Vanessa and I, when the couple left. 
but now we have about 15 couples. And I have had the privilege of uh, taking through uh, premarital and officiating the uh, weddings of, of, of 90% of the people that have gotten married. <laughs> so we will be leaving the States on the 7th. We'll be back home on the 9th. That will be a Thursday. And on that Saturday, this man on the left, Hastings Mwanza, is getting married. So he'll be getting married. And then uh, for most part, our church, I mean, I look at this church, we're just privileged to have uh, senior saints, junior saints. But for our church, for most part, I have been the oldest. I am uh, 42. Until a few years later, the man here, Temwan Kaira, now he's the senior saint. He's just a few years just fears older than me, so yeah, he's now the oldest. And then we have uh, uh, promise, both Promise and Felix actually got married last year and had the privilege of taking them through uh, premarital counseling and then they are serving uh, faithfully and uh, as I am aware, we have lost two elders that are able to handle God's word uh, faithfully. Even our deacons are able to teach actually uh, are faithful. So the Lord has just really spoiled us as a church to bring quality uh, uh, young men. And even if, uh, as some of you may know, two years ago I was uh, imprisoned uh, because of uh, a, a fatal car accident I was involved. And one of the men came to me to visit me in prison and he said, No, Newton, we don't miss you as a pastor. We miss you as a friend. And what they meant is that uh, although you are away, the pulpit is still supplied the men are still able to uh, preach God's word. So I say this just to let you know that uh, because of the support we receive from you and even others, we are able to have this uh, work, which is an extension of your work here. But this is not the luxury of all church plans that we know where we come from. We have a lot of men who are laboring as lone elders, and it is difficult. It is not easy. So we're just thankful for... Uh, what the Lord is doing uh, in our midst. So we have the ladies, uh, some of our ministries, some of the things we do, we have a ladies uh, Bible study that meets every other week. At the moment, the ladies are going through the book of uh, uh, Romans, and my wife Vanessa is uh, part of uh, that uh, group. And they alternate with uh, the book of Romans, and uh, there's another book, The Disciplines of the Godly Woman, or something like that. So that, that's what they're going through, and... Uh, we have also men's uh, Bible uh, study. And uh, I mentioned that uh, we, have, we have a lot of young families. So once a month, in fact, last Sunday, like today, the church, uh, after the service, all the couples meet uh, together and we go through uh, different uh, uh, books. And one of the reasons we do that is because our church, as youthful as it is, most of the people in our church are first generation are Christians. So although some of us may have grown up in homes where our parents said we were Christians, but we only came later to realize that uh, whatever we, they're calling it Christianity was not really biblical uh, Christianity. So there's a lot of undoing we need to do. So we have seen the Lord just blessing even uh, the couple's ministry, and we have also Praise Factory. Praise Factory is actually our children's uh, Sunday school. So we call that Praise Factory because we, we hope that uh, one day the seeds that are being planted in Sunday school will germinate. And also, what we have noticed that is with what we're teaching, 
most people that respond to our ministry are the young people in colleges because these are the people that are having access to the internet and they're hearing uh, men like, uh, say, John MacArthur or Paul Washer. So those are the people that have been responding to our uh, ministry. So those are some of the ministries that I just mentioned, the ladies' Bible study and the men's Bible study. And then this is one of the ladies from the church. She's talking about... The okay, so that was just a report. I've just cut what I was going to teach. I was talking about the press factory. So this is the couple's meeting. And we're going through the book by Paul David Tripp. The book is just called Marriage. And it's been encouraging just to see people being vulnerable to talk about the difficulties in their marriage. And that has given us as the elders an opportunity just to minister to these uh, couples and as we do so even ourselves even as elders we are being ministered as well as we go through uh, this so this has just been a blessing and this is the, one of the elders he leads this uh, ministry and that's his wife okay so I had mentioned also about uh, campus ministry so one of the things that uh, we're trying to put our efforts in is reaching out uh, to the uh, university uh, students, which uh, we have seen even in the eight years that we've been in existence, our church has really been um, uh, built by uh, students that uh, have graduated and then have come uh, to our church. And uh, three of the four you saw as uh, deacons, they will be served uh, through uh, a campus uh, ministry not from our church, but from another uh, sister church uh, four hours uh, south of us. But they came back uh, to Lilongwe, and uh, they are the ones now who are actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, helping us in many ways as far as uh, uh, serving as uh, a deacon. So at the moment, uh, we are going through, uh, we are going to a campus, it's called uh, Lilongwe um, Natural Resources uh, College. The other name of the college is Bunda College. It's school where they learn agriculture. So every uh, Friday evening, we have uh, Bible uh, studies where we have uh, between 20 to 30 uh, students that are coming to uh, the Bible study. And uh, we just finished going through the book of Romans. Now we're in the book of uh, uh, Ephesians. And it's just been encouraging uh, to see these uh, uh, students uh, being able to say uh, to us, I'd been reading the Bible, but I never thought it means what you're actually saying uh, it means. So it's just been for us a joy to see uh, people coming to uh, saving faith even through that uh, uh, Bible uh, study. And at the same time, we try to bring these uh, students to our church every uh, uh, Sunday, but we were just not able to. So as a church, we were only able to bring them twice in a Sunday because the distance is about uh, 40 minutes uh, drive. So we have to hire a bus to bring the students uh, to church. So that's one thing you can pray uh, for us. We like to see them coming to church every Sunday, but now we are only able to bring them at least twice uh, in a month because of uh, the cost uh, 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 implications and also we do some uh, workshops and some um, uh, conferences with these uh, uh, students and uh, yeah it's just a, a joy for us to see 
uh, growth that has happened. So he's talking about the campus ministry now. And then we also have uh, the Sunday school. We had actually uh, some church from Peoria, Illinois, that came for uh, VBS early this year. And then uh, because they were able to go through the neighborhood and invite kids, there was just a huge uh, response uh, f uh, from the kids in the neighborhood. Usually our Sunday school have uh, anything between uh, 10 to 12 kids that come. But when these guys came for VBS, you can see our auditorium was full. They were able to mobilize uh, so many uh, kids. And on the Sunday that they were in church, we had 100 kids that came. And they've left us now with a good problem. <laughs> so since they've left, we have more kids that are coming. So we're really uh, thankful uh, uh, for that. And let's see what else. Okay, so those are some of the teachers from the Sunday school. So I'll just I'll skip that because I'm looking at the time now. How are we extending ourselves outside our community? So as I say, we're still a young and youthful church. We have a membership of uh, about 65. But we still believe the best way for us uh, to reach our country, which has 19 million people, but has churches that I would confidently recommend someone to go, maybe about six churches. Six churches. So we do believe the best way to reach Malawi is to plant more churches, to plant more lights. So as a church, we have plans to fracture ourselves. Honestly speaking, for me, as a pastor, I'll be happy if we just keep going the way we are going. I think it's going to be more comfortable for me. But we do believe there's a need. So we are hoping uh, if we be able to meet all the uh, milestones that we uh, trust in the Lord for, to plant the church uh, uh, beginning of uh, next year. As I mentioned, that one of the elders will be the one who's leading uh, that work. So we're looking at... Uh, releasing about 20 people from the church. So that means we're going to fracture ourselves, but we do believe that is what we need to do. We don't believe God has called us to ease, but we trust that uh, if it is his will, uh, that's the direction we are heading. So if it doesn't happen, we still trust him, but that is actually uh, the plan that uh, we, uh, we have. So, yeah. So some of the things that we're planning is a church plant. So this is the work that we are hoping that we've been talking about it for a while. We are hoping that we can uh, put together a core team. So please do pray uh, for that. And then this is the man that will be leading the work. Maybe we hear from him. Yeah, so as, as a church, we are really excited about uh, this possibility. And ultimately, we believe it is uh, God's hands. But uh, we'll ask you to pray for us that if it is his will, we may be able to see this uh, work uh, planted in the new year so that uh, we can see uh, the gospel being preached uh, in other, uh, uh, the east side of uh, us. The need is just uh, huge. And then 
think one more thing. Okay. So these are some of the things that we've done the past year. We've been holding our, our conferences. And uh, like our neighbor, some of you may know the work that uh, the Lord has just uh, done that is just amazing in uh, uh, Zambia, where we have men like Conrad uh, Mbewe and uh, Ronald Kalifungwa. So these men, they have um, an annual conference that uh, they, uh, they do. And we have seen how through that conference, many people have come to know uh, who they are. And it has been also just a basis for fellowship for the like-minded uh, uh, churches. So we, had, we, we, we also started doing our own. We love our brothers uh, in uh, Zambia. These are like-minded brothers. But uh, also there's some minor differences. You know, they are more, of course, uh, 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 covenantal and uh, we are not. So, but those are differences that don't necessarily uh, divide us, but nonetheless, there are differences. So, for us to have our own uh, inaugural conference, we also chose the men uh, specifically who will come to our conference because we also want to make our flag known, right? Everyone has their own labels. So, we brought men from Grace Community Church. We brought uh, uh, Pastor Carl Hargrove and Pastor Brian Biederbach. So those were the men that came at our inaugural uh, our conference. So we had about 200 people that came to this uh, conference. So we are very thankful uh, for that. And also just last month, we had uh, Pastor Joel Lam, who is actually a friend of mine. Some of you may know him. He's just uh, next door to you. He came to do a biblical counseling uh, workshop. And... Uh, yeah, that was also uh, well uh, received. And on the far right, during Easter, we also had uh, a conference that just brought the like-minded uh, pastors uh, uh, together. So as uh, we come to mind, please be praying for all these uh, uh, efforts that the Lord may be uh, pleased uh, to bless uh, our work. And some of the labors we're doing, perhaps only maybe our grandchildren may be able to see uh, the fruit of this. But we do believe the Lord has uniquely uh, placed us uh, to be in uh, uh, Malawi so that uh, the gospel can move uh, 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 forward. Sometimes it's hard, it feels lonely, it can be uh, difficult. As I mentioned, I've been uh, the oldest in the church, but uh, although I'm no longer the oldest, but still there isn't much ministry coming my way as far as older people speaking into uh, my life. So that can come with his own uh, challenges, but pray that we remain uh, faithful. Pray that uh, the Lord will be uh, honored uh, with our labors. And also you can uh, pray for us as uh, a church. We have plans, but we don't know how long this will take. But we have plans as a church to uh, purchase a piece of land next to our church so that uh, we can construct a, a, a school, a primary school, we believe. If we have a school that is attached to the church, what you're doing is you're preparing future church members. We have uh, members in our church that are graduates, but even when they are reading the Bible in front, even struggling to read. But nonetheless, we do believe that uh, having a school will be able to meet uh, several needs. I had mentioned that uh, the first place where we are doing evangelism, there were teachers. We believe if we have a school, we can be able to uh, employ teachers with, from within the church. Malawi has about 70 to 80 unemployment rate. So we have a lot of people that are not employed. So most people 
who just, uh, for most part, survive uh, on uh, peace jobs, a lot of people that are informally employed, or many people who say they are underemployed. So we think a school could meet that need, but also with all the church plants that we have, we're trusting that maybe as the Lord wills, we can even plant other churches. But church plants require resources. But also, we do believe that uh, it's not always right for us to always come to EBC or to come to America to ask for money. You know how it goes. Well, I don't, I don't want to be that African guy who's always asking for money. And how do you do that? We believe if we can have uh, a self-sustaining uh, project like a primary uh, school that can be able to provide employment for some of our members, but at the same time, it can be a fuel uh, for missions. We have actually seen our brethren in Zambia, all the churches that are churches for Kononbewe, Kalifungwa, they are thriving, flourishing uh, Christian-based uh, uh, schools. And that actually ends, ends up uh, not just uh, reaching out uh, to the parents of these uh, children, but also the, the revenue you get, you can actually feel back to uh, missions. So uh, you can also please uh, be uh, uh, praying for uh, that. So that's pretty much what I've just uh, mentioned. The need for land so that we can purchase, uh, you can purchase it it's next to our church for the sake of uh, the school. In fact, we have a ministry that says that we need to help us with the school, but we need to get the land. And then there's a, a prayer there for a church plant, and you can continue uh, praying for campus ministry. And uh, yeah, this ends our presentation. So I don't know how many minutes we have, but I will leave these last few minutes, if there's any, for questions. Yes, sir. Yes. Is it, uh, is it, even though it's maybe false, is there still like majority Christian? How's the population? Would they call themselves majority Christian even though they're following? Yeah. So the majority will be professing Christians, but most of them is just nominal Christianity. So most people in Malawi, when they say, I'm a Christian, essentially what they're saying is, I'm not Muslim. Although they may go to church, but most of them will just be nominal. Christians. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, we are connected uh, to the brethren in uh, Zambia. So Vodi Bakom, he, has, he didn't plan the church, but he has joined the brothers that are there, uh, Conrad Mbewe and Ronald Kalifungwa. So Vodi Bakom is going to Conrad Mbewe's uh, uh, church. But his, uh, his primary task is uh, the university that I've put together. So there's the ACU, the African Christian University. So Vodi Bakom is serving as the academic dean at that uh, university. But yes, we are actually uh, connected uh, with uh, them. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that would be actually uh, the greatest uh, way of uh, dealing with that uh, problem, yeah. That would be, the, I would say, 
the utmost need that will solve that uh, our problem. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's uh, it's a good question. Mm. Obviously, it also depends which part of the city you are living at, and also maybe the size of your family. And uh, yeah, so the needs of the family will also uh, uh, be a factor. But I can only speak from what I do. That is uh, for, say, a pastor, for him to be able to raise a family, to be able to uh, minister faithfully and do other uh, things. I would say uh, he will require anything between 15 uh, to 2,000 uh, US to be able to do all those things faithfully. Yeah, we do have also uh, cults. We do have uh, uh, cults that are ingeni- uh, uh, indigenous, but also have uh, cults that uh, you're exporting to us, like the Jehovah's, Wicked- the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we also have the, the Mormons as well, Church of Latter-day Saints. We also have uh, uh, them. So, yes, we do have Uh, Muslim has a percentage of just under 20%. So, when the Muslims are in a minority, usually they are somehow, you know, they are not a threat or anything of that sort. So we're privileged that uh, we don't have any uh, threats from the, the Muslim community. My guess would be 10 to 15 percent. Yeah. Hello? Yes? You say that uh, during the discussion, Well, we try to reach out to everyone, even the older people, but uh, it's just that uh, they don't seem to uh, uh, respond to uh, uh, the gospel. But we do, when we go door to door, we reach out uh, to uh, everyone. So I think the only way for us to uh, have older people is just to believe that uh, us who are there right now, one day we're going to be old. <laughs> and then we just have a long view as well to say, we're not here for the next two years or three years. We want to do this for the next 30 years, the next uh, 40 years. And I think pretty much that's the only way that we're going to be able to, we're not going to be young forever. But if the Lord brings the older people, uh, hallelujah, we'll, uh, we'll take them. But for most part, Older people in Malawi can understand that uh, most of them have been exposed either to just uh, false uh, Christianity, just uh, cultural Christianity. So to be able to help them to see biblical uh, Christianity, I mean, ultimately it's God who opens people's uh, uh, hearts. But uh, from what we've been doing, we have just not seen that demographic uh, responding uh, to, yeah, what we're doing. Yes? <laughs> well, it's very different uh, than here. In fact, uh, if I tell my children we're not going back, they'll be very happy. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's a very loaded uh, uh, question, but uh, 
We, we love it uh, there. God has blessed us, amongst other things, with good weather. It does not get as cold as here, and that's why we, we are thankful for that. But uh, there's also other things that don't work so well. We don't have uh, smooth roads, so, yeah, it's, a chale- it's challenging in those uh, ways. Yes? Do they have what? Yeah, unfortunately, that's just the order of the day. Yeah. Very, very, very uh, corrupt. And what is even sad for Malawi is the current president came with much hope and uh, expectation because he used to be a pastor. So he left the pastorate, and most people thought maybe he would be able to fight corruption, but uh, sad to say that's not the case. So, yeah. Mm. I believe that is it. If you see, may have questions, I'm around. You can still come and ask me. But thank you so much for your attention.